Hey, everybody, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. This is Kevin with Arms Room Radio. Need a lawyer? Need a gun? Need some legal advice? This is Earl with Arms Room Radio. You need some knowledge about firearms? Guess where you look. Make sure you check us out this week on Arms Room Radio, or you can check us out anytime at armsroomradio.com. If you miss it, you will never forgive yourself. Well, you might forgive yourself. Tune in to Arms Room Radio every Sunday night from 8 to 10 on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Hey, everybody, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. This is Kevin with Arms Room Radio. Need a lawyer? Need a gun? Need some legal advice? This is Earl with Arms Room Radio. You need some knowledge about firearms? Guess where you look. Make sure you check us out this week on Arms Room Radio, or you can check us out anytime at armsroomradio.com. If you miss it, you will never forgive yourself. Well, you might forgive yourself. Tune in to Arms Room Radio every Sunday night from 8 to 10 on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Make your tactical rifle tactical and accessorize it with the latest gear from GunTech USA. Family-owned and operated, GunTech USA manufactures tactical accessories for AR-15 and AR-308 platform-style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality accessories for American shooting sports' favorite rifles. Choose GunTech USA for pistol grips, flash hiders, tactical scope mounts, slings, compensators, iron sights, and more. Keep your AR rifle cool under fire with GunTech USA's new free-floating handguards. To locate a dealer near you or to check out their vast selection of parts, accessories, and gun tech swag. Visit GUNTECUSA.com. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or have it done, make your tactical rifle tactical. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech USA, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment, the National Rifle Association, and the Wounded Warrior Project. Online at GUNTECUSA.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for 27 years and counting. It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios, with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with these guys right now. Call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. Welcome to Arms Room Radio, where we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike, and I will be your guide for the next two hours. Hey, before we get started, let me go around the room. Let me introduce my fellow patriots to you today. On my right, the right-hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Talk to corporate, approve memos, lead a workshop, remember birthdays. Oh, good to be back. At least you're getting good at counting to seven. Yeah, you know, I was thinking if you're if you're really great, yes. can I add another one in there? Could I do like eight? Like, well, that Earl, he's a great <laughs> well, guy. That would let's, actually uh, be my I, son. I, I have actually had someone suggest that you cut that out and just call him stupendous. Stupendous, stupendous. Because <laughs> it's taking too long. He's gone plaid. He's that good. He's gone plaid. <laughs> Uh, on my left, guarding the door, the legal ninja, the courtroom assassin. Please welcome back, Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. Hey, listen, before we get too in deep here, let me uh, let me remind you, folks, to go on the Internet, on the old armsroomradio.com. That's armsroomradio.com. You can catch us from 3 to 5 p.m. on Saturdays, Eastern Time. 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturdays. You can catch the live feed. Uh, or you know, or wait till we come on in your local station. You know, you, you can check us out there, see when we're going to be on, what times we're going to be on, where we're going to be on. 
join us there. Join us here. Join us whenever. Join us tomorrow. Join us. Uh, I don't think you can join us yesterday, but you can definitely join us tomorrow when we're, when we're on at your local station. Another thing I want to bring up as we're talking about Arms Room Radio, armsroomradio.com, is uh, we've been doing, I don't know if you've, you've noticed, we've been doing some videos here the, about the past three, four weeks. The, uh, yeah, the, 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 the mar- noticed. The marketing folks have said, uh, you know what, you've got to have a little more social media presence. And I thought that meant, you know, looking through Facebook later at night, you know, just just keep, keep looking to see if I could find anything more I want to look at. And that's not evidently what they meant. They wanted us to have more f- social media presence. And we've been doing some videos. And I've gotten Kevin to do a video also, which was very, very well received. And I, and I apologize to everybody there in the little pygmy snapper. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm just a New Guinea anyway. We uh, we have not had uh, the opportunity to have Earl jump in there so- yet. That'll that'll happen soon enough. Oh, he has the opportunity. He just had better sense. <laughs> yeah, he, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he just went. Mm, no, I'm busy. Oh, face for radio. I'm face busy. for radio. Busy. Busy. Uh, so I wanted to talk to you, gentlemen, about uh, about the the videos. I wanted to talk to everybody out there about the videos and uh, get some input. Listen, we've gotten some really good response on these. We've gotten some great feedback. Uh, from, uh, I was going to say the listener, but the, I guess to be viewers also, you know, with, with these videos. And uh, Well, I think they were listening, too. Probably so. Uh, but, although, some, but some of them did actually watch the video because they want to tie your hands down to see if you can still talk. Couldn't happen. Couldn't happen. <laughs> couldn't happen, you know. And, uh, the, you know, there's a, there's, and Kevin, you, you say listener, but there's there's a lot of videos you watch without the sound on. I'll just, you know. That's a lot of videos you watch without yeah. the sound on because you don't want anybody in the room to hear it. Well, I'm, I'm usually at work, and I don't want to distract people from what they're doing. But you're just watching the video on how they draw the technique to use to shot placement. It's it's the speed of. Oh my! You know what? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna post this up there. We're gonna show you this link. There's a video, and we got this from. I actually got this from Mike Hughes over at Next Level Training. He posted this video up from a Miami Vice clip. And for those of you that have. Don't know anything about Miami Vice except the movie. Well, I want you to erase that from your brain. Yeah, that's that, that's not Miami Vice. Yeah. That was that was a, a, a an aberration. A, yeah, it, it should have never happened. It was it was it was it was horrible. There was a TV show in the '80s <laughs> called Miami Vice mm-hmm. with uh, some, some and some, some people we know or knew were advisors on that show that that yeah. were associated with the people in this room right now. Yes, yes, and. There's a scene in there where there was a where there was a hitman, and he has what I would call the smoothest, fastest, fastest draw from concealment that I've ever seen. Uh, and again, Which is impressive because he's using a single action pistol. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike Hughes uh, again posted this up, yeah. and it made me think of our of our friend uh, Rob Pincus because it's a it's an appendix carry. Yes. And. We'd watch the video around here. We'd seen it a couple of times. We'd forward it to some friends. And, Earl, you found out some info on it here not, yes, not the, too long ago. The, the actor was actually a professional shooter, competition shooter at the time. Uh, unfortunately, I've, I've forgotten his name. Uh, it's, his first name was Gary. I think it was his Zambia last, or something like that? Something like yeah, that, yeah. yeah I didn't want to butcher it too much. Right, but, right. Uh, yeah, he was a, they, the uh, director of the show at that time wanted to really emphasize the speed. Right. So he brought in a pro. Yeah. Yeah, this listen. This goes back to everything we've talked about with you. We've talked about on the air. It's the action versus reaction, and and, and just to set the, set the video. And, and again, we'll throw the link up there so you can take a look at it. Uh, when you have action versus reaction, an officer with with gun on. Yeah, this is this is the this is the good guy standing there with the gun pointing at the bad guy's chest. Double-handed, isosceles stance. Got him. He's not too close. Right. 
He's he's in a, he's in a, a necessary appropriate distance from his target Out, outside of hand to hand distance. Right. He yeah. is he is far enough away that if he starts to make a move toward him, he should be able to react accordingly. Right. right. Uh, what he didn't do is make a move toward him. He uh, he does by and far the most rapid deployment in Mozambique. Yeah. Ever three rounds faster than I can do. And I can do three rounds pretty fast. You've seen the video of Kevin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can do right, yeah. three rounds pretty fast, and that was that was pretty fast. Now, Kevin, what's the Mozambique? What's the Mozambique? Uh, two, one one round to each lung, one round preferably either side of the nose, so you to hit the, the brainstem. To the T. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this 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 we gentleman. We call it when, the apricot. And, and when I talk about action versus reaction, this is this is the problem that. Uh, geez, and I only got a minute to go into it uh, with with law with law enforcement, and you have to deal with uh, it's it's kind of the don't shoot until you know they shoot at you, you know you, you, yeah. know, you, you don't fire until fired upon. That's the perfect shoot no shoot scenario. If right. they shoot you first, you certainly yeah. have the authority to shoot them back. Remember, the bad guy only has to shoot you. The bad right. guy doesn't have to go through a decision making process, and the the action time to for your brain to formulate the thought and for you to carry it out, depending on your speed, is somewhere around three quarters of a second to a second and a half. So from three quarters of a second to a second and a half. That's all the bad guy has to do. The good guy has to sit there and react. So it's react to the action. Guess what? The react time is the same amount. Three quarters of a second to a second and a half. Three quarters of a second to a second and a half. So if you're really slow at your action and it takes you in a second and a half and the good guy is really good and he's able to react in three quarters of a second and then draw and shoot and return in three quarters of a second, at best, it's a tie. It's a tie. So it's, it's, it's kind of the no-win situation for the good guy. Uh, Unless, of course, you use the other technique that Magnum would employ, which is if he blinks, as soon as he blinks, you shoot him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if he sweats, the uh, the Doc Holliday. You know, you, know, oh, yeah. you, see, you see that bead of sweat, you, 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 Bang. you, you drop him. You drop him. Uh, hey, we got a we got a great program for you here today. Stick around. We'll have uh, Craig Deleuze from the Firearms Policy Coalition. Uh, of course, uh, Lieutenant Bill will be with us. Uh, excuse me, Major Bill will be with us later Get in the program. Right. And then we will have uh, uh, Mr. Jeff Brown from the Hometown Heroes Alliance uh, to talk to you about the, their charitable organization. So stick around. You listen to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltech. See more at keltechweapons.com. Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter. At work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, 
CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call. 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. The following segment is brought to you by Next Level Training. Check out Next Level Training and the CERT SIRT training pistol at nextleveltraining.com. Welcome back to Arms and Radio, coming to you live from the Teltech Studios, and welcome to the Next Level Training segment of the show. Hey, be sure to check out our friends at Next Level Training. That's nextleveltraining.com, nextleveltraining.com. You can get your CERT, S-I-R-T, training pistol. You could choose from the Model 110, which is the Glock lookalike, the Model 107, which is the Smith & Wesson M&P style, and the new pocket pistol. 
Listen, you don't have time to get your reps in? This is how you make time to get your reps in. It's nextleveltraining.com, and tell them Arms Room Radio sent you. Hey, on the line with us, we have Mr. Craig Deleuze. Craig is with the Firearms Policy Coalition out on the west coast of the old United States. Uh, Craig, welcome back to the program, sir. Always a pleasure, my friend. How, how are things going for you out there this week? We've seen some uh, incredibly odd and crazy stories coming out of California. And, uh, you know, I, I want to get your opinion. And, of course, I, the, one, the one thing I definitely want to talk to you about is the latest update with your bullet button ban. But uh, beyond that, uh, how are things going out in California? Well, you know, interestingly enough, our our attorney general, the uh, replacement for Senator Kamala Harris, uh, Mr. Javier Becerra, you know, he is steadily putting out press releases dealing with everything right. except for protecting the rights of Californians and protecting Californians outright. Um, if you want to talk about global warming, if you want to talk about universal health care, if you want to talk about transgender bathrooms, he is your man. Right. Yeah, wasn't he the one Protecting that... Protecting uh, and defending the law? Not so much. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't he the one that said, uh, uh, was it college math or high school math is uh, is now a racist uh, program? Uh, I do I do believe so. Would not surprise <laughs> me one little, one little I'm sorry, bit. That's kind of the way they think out here. I think it was, it was Cul- algebra, wasn't culturally, it? Yeah, algebra is culturally biased, I think is what it was, yeah. yeah. Because Last it, I checked, one plus one always equals two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it was something along the lines of they looked at the statistics and and, and showed that uh, the the, uh, the minorities seem to have uh, whether it be Hispanic, Black, uh, uh, Asian, but it seemed to be that minorities were having more difficult with math in the basic college courses in the community colleges. Those first two years of community college, therefore, it must be it must be culturally biased. It must be a racist program if 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 those people are having uh, troubles with it. That was the conclusion. So how about this? And I say this as a school board member. Maybe the fact that we're not doing the job that we're supposed to be doing in the schools that these students are attending, maybe we shouldn't be forcing them to attend failing schools. I'm just saying. Yeah, well, absolutely right. You know, and my first thought was, okay, well, you know, physics is kind of hard, and I bet when you take people and put them in physics, there's a lot of low physics grades. Maybe we should make physics uh, declare it a culturally biased uh, class, and we will eliminate it from the curriculum and just uh, you know accelerate everybody through where they normally would have to have those credits to graduate. Well, you know, California is in a, is a state that is definitely culturally biased. It, it's definitely biased against gun culture and and those who believe in the right to keep and bear arms, uh, as demonstrated, as I'm sure you have read, by the new regulations that have been passed relating to the bullet button. Yes. Now. The interesting story behind this is this. It's not so much that the Office of Administrative Law, who approves all regulations, it's not so much that they approved it. It's that the, this is the third time that the Department of Justice has submitted almost the exact same regulations. The first time they submitted them on the eve of New Year's Eve, in the dead of night, uh, where they thought nobody was going to be paying attention. And about two to two and a half to three weeks later, they had to withdraw them. Then they waited months, months, and months, and months, and they resubmitted them again in May. This time, the Office of Administrative Law rejected them. Didn't take them but a couple of weeks, and they resubmitted them again. What the only thing changed was the, the, the implementation date for the registration, and lo and behold, they approved it. Yeah. <laughs> Which just goes to show that you can do 
the wrong thing over and over again, and eventually good things happen. Yeah, and, and now the, the this latest one is is again just a reiteration of the, of the the same as before. Have they made any substantive changes to it at all? No substantial changes at all. For example, one of the things that they do is they create a whole new classification of assault weapon. So normally, what would happen is, is you would think, okay, well, if I have a if I have an AR with a bullet button on it, and I have to register it as an assault weapon, so now it's an assault weapon. So I should be able to take the bullet button off. Why, why does it matter? It's now officially an assault weapon. Right. I should be able to add the, Makes the sense. flash hider. I should be able to add the forward pistol grip, the, the uh, 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 flare launcher. I should be able to add all of that stuff, and it shouldn't make any difference. Yeah, you can't make it They're more saying, pregnant. Yeah. But exactly, exactly. You can't, it's already pregnant. You can't make it more pregnant. Uh, but they're saying, oh, yes, you can. And we're going to make it so that you can't. Whatever configuration you're firearm is when you register it it is now stuck in that configuration which really kind of undermines the whole concept of of the ar or you make it full auto and just uh, well that's how it was i registered it as full <laughs> auto and now you have to let me keep it as full auto that's how it was well but no because because it was it would have been banned it would have been considered an assault weapon if it were fully automatic before well then it would have been considered an assault weapon so there's no way that you could uh, bring it into the state. You, it would have been illegal for you to bring it into the state or to own it that way. You, or it would have had, had to have already been registered as an assault weapon previously. Quit trying to inject reality into my theory-based opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that all the time in the California legislature. Let me tell I understand. You. Oh, I bet. I bet. Uh, Craig, speaking of California legislature, listen, we see this around uh, the other side of the country here, over on the over on the right coast. Is this serious? Is this real? Is this going on? Is this getting any movement out there at all? This California exit, uh, you know, theories, oh my gosh. opinions yeah. that we keep seeing? You know, I, I really don't see it being uh, being a reality. But but even with that, I, I'm, I, this is actually my personal theory. As I say that, that out here you also have a movement called the State of Jefferson. People who live in more rural parts of Northern California who want to leave the State of California. Right. So my suggestion to the folks from the state of Jefferson and, and to gun owners in general is this, is we support CalExit. We support California leaving the United States. And then we secede from California and go back to the United States. <laughs> I mean, what are they going to do? How, how are they going to stop us? We have all the guns. Right. Yeah, Texas did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they left Mexico, there, became the Republic of Texas, then joined the United States. And, and exactly, and that—that's—that's that's my attitude. That's what I think. That's what I'd like to see us do. It's the fastest way for us to actually get a free state of California again, because um, right now you literally have in the state of California, uh, the the San Francisco Bay Area, and uh, the Los Angeles, the Greater Los Angeles area make all of the decisions for the rest of us in the state of California. Uh, you know, Sacramento is. A, is really small numbers compared to those two areas, but it's just really, once again, very, very small geographic areas are controlling most of the state. And it's, uh, it, it is very, very unfortunate for those of us who actually believe in freedom and liberty. Yeah. You know, and, and that's a, uh, it's a similar 
argument that comes out of New York State, uh, you, we see that uh, the people out there on Long Island, the, the Nassau and Suffolk County folks out there, they foot something like 80% of the tax bills for the entire state, uh, yet they, they, they reap very little of it. You know, it goes into the city and then it's funneled into upstate, and they're, they're the same thing. They've, they've pushed for their own state in the past, and it's just one of those, well, sure, you, you might provide the money, but you don't have the votes, so, you know, it doesn't matter. So that, 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 is, that, that right there is pretty much how it goes. It's the, the tyranny of the majority. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, perhaps if we had uh, some sort of an electoral college within the state itself, hmm. you know, that, and, and that's, that's, you know, I don't want to spin off into a completely different conversation, but that's why the electoral college was put in place. So it's not majority rules. You know, it's not the city's well, rule, and, you know. And many of the policies that a lot of these urban folks, a lot of these urban politicians are trying to put in place, they, what they call sustainable communities, where they're really trying to force people to live within these cities. And what they don't understand is one of the reasons why we don't want to live in your city is because we don't want to be governed by you. Yeah. yeah. We, we don't want you telling us, we don't want your HOAs, we right. don't want your city councils we don't want you we, we don't want you telling us what to do with our property we don't want you telling us how to raise our children we don't want you telling us that we're that we aren't allowed to be able to defend ourselves it's like you keep passing these policies that we hate and then you get upset when we don't want to live with you there you go craig we got we're up on a break here you, you hang out a minute do another segment with us yes i can you're listening to arms room radio coming to you live from the Keltech studios we'll see you when we get back from the break Hey everybody, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. This is Kevin with Arms Room Radio. Need a lawyer? Need a gun? Need some legal advice? This is Earl with Arms Room Radio. You need some knowledge about firearms? Guess where you look. Make sure you check us out this week on Arms Room Radio, or you can check us out anytime at armsroomradio.com. If you miss it, you will never forgive yourself. Well, you might forgive yourself. Tune in to Arms Room Radio every Sunday night from 8 to 10 on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Make your tactical rifle tactical and accessorize it with the latest gear from GunTech USA. Family owned and operated, GunTech USA manufactures tactical accessories for AR-15 and AR-308 platform style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality accessories for American shooting sports' favorite rifles. Choose GunTech USA for pistol grips, flash hiders, tactical scope mounts, slings, compensators, iron sights, and more. Keep your AR rifle cool under fire with GunTech USA's new free-floating handguards. To locate a dealer near you or to check out their vast selection of parts, accessories, and gun tech swag. Visit GUNTECUSA.com. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or have it done, make your tactical rifle tactical. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech USA, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment, the National Rifle Association, and the Wounded Warrior Project. Online at GUNTECUSA.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for 27 years and counting. Hey everybody, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. This is Kevin with Arms Room Radio. Need a lawyer? Need a gun? Need some legal advice? This is Earl with Arms Room Radio. You need some knowledge about firearms? Guess where you look. Make sure you check us out this week on Arms Room Radio, or you can check us out anytime at armsroomradio.com. If you miss it, you will never forgive yourself. Well, you might forgive yourself. Tune in to Arms Room Radio every Sunday night from 8 to 10 on News Radio 1025 WFLA. You're 
listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Kevin. This segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by GunTech USA. For tactical excellence, check them out online at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Keltec Studios. Hey, don't forget to join us all. We're all going to be there at the Gun Rights Policy Conference coming up September 29th, 30th, and October 1st. This is September 29th. 30th and October 1st. Come meet national gun rights leaders and your fellow grassroots activists at the 32nd annual GRPC, the Gun Rights Policy Conference in Dallas, Texas. You can check out all the information you want on Second Amendment Foundation's website. That's saf.org, saf.org, and it's slash GRPC. So it's saf.org slash GRPC. Or if you just go to Second Amendment Foundation, saf.org, I'm sure you can find the links right there to Gun Rights Policy Conference. Uh, in fact, that's, uh, uh, Craig, if I'm correct, uh, we still have on the line with us Mr. Craig Deleuze from the Firearms Policy Coalition. Craig, that's where, that's the first time we met was uh, was out there at the GRPC not too long ago. Most most definitely, that was where that was where this illustrious relationship began. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So we'll be able to tell the judge about it someday when we when we look back on it. <laughs> uh, no, it's you know what? It's a fantastic event. You know, for people who really want to know what's going on on both a micro level across the country, but also on a macro level, and really kind of get to meet to meet the people who are on the ground fighting the fight. I can't think of a better place to go. And by the way, just for in case everyone didn't know, it is a free event. All you have to do is register, go out, fly, get get there, and and pay for your hotel. But the event itself is free. Just make sure you register. Yeah, listen. Not only is it free, they you get the little name badge, you know, so you're you're, you're somebody. You're there. You get a chance to meet these people. Uh, listen, they provide you with lunch on both days. Uh, then they give you an entire library of gun rights policy books to take back with you. So it's a uh, you know, in addition to free, you know, you, you, you take stuff home with you. So it, it's a pretty good pretty good event. I mean, it's an incredible event, but it's a pretty good deal based on the fact that you're doing nothing. You're paying nothing to register. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Could, can't recommend it enough. Uh, hey, Craig, uh, j- jumping off topic, you and I were talking, uh, I think it was earlier dur- during the week, you, you know, and we've, we've made mention before here that uh, you're, you're in California, so as, as, as required, I think you're an actor. Uh, you know, out there, I think it's, it's most of what's going on in California from at least from from those of us not in California. That's what we see. Um, but, you know, we've seen your work and I'm teasing. You're you're you're, you're good, sir. <laughs> you're very good. And you've got a new project coming up that uh, it, it sounds pretty amazing. And I know Kevin's going to probably freak out. I'm not I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything. Freak out when we bring this topic up. But can you tell us about tell me about an evening with Marty? OK, <laughs> you know, um I, you know, I've I've done most of the film projects that I've done have either been shorts or local independent films, and and there've been some really neat ones. And I have never read a script that I've been asked to star in that uh, that I enjoyed as much as reading an evening with Marty. And it's really about a it's about a guy who's a hitman who's got a lot of opinions on a lot of things, and uh, it's really about his musings. And he's talking about how this job that he was supposed to do went so bad 
um, one of the once again one of the funniest scripts I've ever had a chance to read. And so uh, we're we're going to be filming it here in the Sacramento area, uh, and then uh, obviously entering it into film festivals across the country. And the goal, quite frankly, is to raise enough money in order to be able to shoot it as a feature. It's actually the first ten minutes uh, of a feature film. Uh, we've got some of the best folks. We got a, an an Emmy, a four time Emmy award winning cinematographer. Um, we've got folks. As a matter of fact, we have one of our what our lead actress uh, actually come is coming from Florida. Uh, so it's just, it's it's a real exciting project. Um, we hope that uh, folks will uh, go. If you look for it on Facebook, just look for an evening with Marty. Like our Facebook page. Um, you know, just. Check it out. When it's done, we're looking forward to sharing it with everybody. Yeah, I, I want to make sure we, we point this out, something you said there. And now this is obviously, it's an evening with Marty. It's the musings of a smart-ass hitman. And you said it's a very funny story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's somewhat related to, to Kevin Maxwell's uh, uh, life story. At least he thinks it is. Yeah. So, I, kept, so I, I, I'll, I'll, I will I will not give him that, but give him that. Yeah, I I had a computer guy come in the other day, and he's been working on my computer system. He says, you know, somebody placed a Trojan horse in your computer system. They've been trying to download stuff from 2013. What did they get? Nothing. Apparently, every time they read it, they deleted it. <laughs> I said, yeah, because they know what's good for them too. Yeah. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I know nothing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be called on for any number of reasons for a senator. Either. I have no recollection. <laughs> thank, thank you, Colonel North. Yeah. <laughs> that was for the good of the country. For the good of the country. What, what's that saying? You know, what's the saying? Write emails like they're going to be read back to you one day in a deposition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's very true. Nickname your assistant Fawn Hall. That's other a good mantra. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Craig, talking about uh, acting, we brought this story up. Uh, it was last week, week before. Uh, I, I wanted to get your opinion on it. Somebody in the industry. USA Today had a story uh, a week, two weeks ago now, talking about Dunkirk. I don't know if you've had the opportunity to see the movie Dunkirk yet or not. But, but I've not seen it yet. No. Okay. Well, being a being a scholarly man and a student of history, I'm sure you uh, know when Dunkirk was and where it was, which was evidently more than the writer Brian Truitt from the USA Today did because his complaint as the reviewer from USA Today was that there was a lack of female and minority leads in this film. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Your retort is brilliant, sir. You know, I'm going to tell you this, and this is one of of the frustrating things is, and this is whenever you do uh, historical pieces, I, I believe that it's important to make sure that you're you, you're consistent with history, and you know, in, in certain situations, you know what? Guess what? There weren't women there, and in certain situations, there weren't minorities there, mm-hmm. and it's okay. It's okay to do that. One of the one of the challenges sometimes that I deal with when I'm trying to either get roles or do casting is I always look at it this way: Is there a reason why this particular role needs to have? someone of a certain gender or someone of a certain ethnicity. If there isn't, then why stipulate that? Right. You yeah. know, I, I, you know, in some cases, you know, you just, cause maybe and a lot of times it's because, well, that's just what I saw. Right. But if that's what you see, why not just let, why not just let all of the groups audition? And then if that's what you still see, 
then that's what you go with. I had one project that I did casting on where it was a detective, and I and I I saw a character as uh, an older uh, Caucasian, no, an older African American man, and t- I wound up casting a, a younger Asian woman, and it worked even better right. because she just knocked the audition out of the park. But in cases like this, it just doesn't seem very realistic. It's it's almost like to me the same complaint I have when when I watch movies where they cast uh, old biblical movies, okay, and they and they cast Pharaoh as a blue eyed Caucasian, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I, I'm not saying that he was deep, dark skinned African, right. But I'm willing to bet he wasn't Caucasian. Right. Why were there no red-headed Vikings in Stalingrad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. I'm just saying, at the very least, if, if we're going to focus on being, first of all, one, we do need to be sensitive of the time period. We want to make sure that it's realistic. Right. That the actors who are playing the roles fit what you would imagine those that, that era or those individuals looked like. But Having I like I like that, the, I like what you yeah. said, though. I like what you said though about the preconceived. You know, if it, if you don't need it, and you know, if, if, not to geek out, it just goes uh, straight to straight to straight to mind was um, the original Battlestar Galactica. Remember, Starbuck was Dirk Benedict, the the, the ladies' man, the mm-hmm. the yeah. you know the player. And then in the reboot, right, we end up with oh, what was her name? Starbuck uh, was yeah, a yeah. player. Yes, with the, the, the oh the blonde the blonde woman I can't remember her name it's I can my see head. her face right. uh, Katie, I Katie Sackoff Katie Sackoff um and right. wonderful you know but you know we all went into it oh that was a man's role then we saw Katie play it and we're like no this is good yeah this is <laughs> I would rather fight Kurt Benedict yeah yeah well but exactly it was a it was a good fit and so yeah I just think that sometimes they they I look at some of these movies and I'm like what are you thinking. I'm just like, you know, just yeah. make sure it's real. I just want to right. make sure if it's something that's based on history, that I want it to be as real and entertaining as possible. There you go. There you go. Craig, thanks for joining us. It's firearmspolicy.org, firearmspolicy.org. Uh, they can reach out, see what you're doing. And then on Facebook, we're it's an evening with Marty. Is that it? An evening with Marty. An evening with Marty. Craig, thank you again for joining us. Uh, we will be back with you in two weeks here on the program. Until then, my friend, uh, you know, stay safe, and we'll see you soon. Thank you, gentlemen. We'll talk to you later. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Keltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. The Keltech PMR 30 is no run of the mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol. Not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. 
Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47-style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. We're coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. Hey, we've got a topic I want to jump right into. You know, folks, thank you for joining us. Uh, and I, you know, this is one I'd really like to get everybody's opinion out there. On this, and Earl, again, what's the best way? Just they go to the website. Is that it? Yeah, everything's listed on the website. They can send us an email, radio at armsroom.com. They can send us a message on Facebook, facebook.com/armsroomradio. They can send us a tweet on Twitter, at armsroomradio. They can even send us a uh, message through Instagram, at armsroomradio. Thank you, sir. Uh, this topic, you know, we've done it a couple of times on here, and there's uh, there's various. Points of view, we'll say that on this one. This this uh, this comes to us out of Arkansas, and what we want to talk to you about is medical marijuana. Heavy sigh. Heavy sigh. <laughs> well, uh, is that because of the medical? No. no okay. No. All right. Just checking. Just checking. Uh, medical marijuana. This again comes to you out of Arkansas. The Arkansas Department of Health is warning would-be applicants for medical marijuana cards. And I think I'll hold it there for a moment. 
they're warning folks that have medical marijuana cards or are applying for medical marijuana cards from the Arkansas. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, would, there would be applicants. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there may be a consequence to being granted a medical marijuana card, a, a, in your a, opinion. A conflict, so to speak, between the state and the federal government. And in your opinion, federal law trumps state rights. Let me let me uh, let me give you the uh, the remainder of the the article here before uh, Kevin and I get into the debate and Earl has to separate us. The, <laughs> the, the warning came as Texarkana's board of directors set forth rules and costs for establishing medical marijuana dispensaries. Now, I, I, listen, I've only been through there once or twice and I got out as fast as I could, but Texarkana is just one of the counties in 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 Arkansas. It's not the state board. This is a this is a county board. But it it is probably the advisory board for the way in which that's going to be implemented statewide. Okay. All right. Okay. They, they so probably, it's not just the county rule. This is probably they, the state they, they rules. Pro- they probably come up went with. and said, um, "Who's got some time? Uh, wait, you got nine people on your? Yeah, you're doing it because we only got four people on this board over here. So." It, it may have come down to just uh, okay. who had the most time or the credentials to be able to make this kind of – to put together this kind of base. They got voluntold. Uh, probably a very good description of the circumstances. <laughs> yeah. Okay, because I have to let you know that what I know of Texarkana, I know from Sheriff Buford T. Justice. That's <laughs> that's pretty much it. I draw the, I draw the line there <laughs> on my knowledge of Texarkana. So. I'm in high-speed pursuit. <laughs> Uh, according to the Arkansas Department of Health, uh, they are stressing that an individual cannot have a medical marijuana card and legally own a gun because pot is still illegal on the federal level. Now, before Kevin jumps in. Down boy. Down boy. I want to I stress that I think that is wrong in a sense because it says legally own a gun. I only want to speak about... This is all I want to talk to you about is about purchase a gun from a federal firearms licensed dealer. That's the, that's the point I want to talk about. And so everybody understands my co-host and I have had a very lengthy conversation about this off the air. And I return to my original position. You lose. Well, you didn't read the article in its entirety and you don't have the recall I do. And I said <laughs> own and you said purchase from a dealer. Here's, and it says own. I said uh, I did I did say purchase, and that's what the next sentence is on here is purchase. But if you were going on own, I will tell you this, and I'll give this to you. There have been times when I've been more right, <laughs> and and there have been times when you've wow. been less wrong. But this isn't one of them. In our previous off-air conversation, I've been more right than that before. And yes, I've, yes, I haven't seen anybody backpedal like that. Yeah, I have, but it was always him. <laughs> always him. Uh, I'm okay. trying to noose with my uh, yeah, with my noticed, cord from my microphone. Just glad I'm across the table from you. What 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 is what's at stake here? And and this is uh, and, and again, I think they're, you know partial of, of the wording on here. They're talking. They're saying, in another words, a resident licensed to legally purchase marijuana for medical purposes in Arkansas would still have to answer in the affirmative when asked about unlawful use of marijuana during a background check for firearms purchases. Now, with That's a 4473. Correct. These are two different things. The owning of a firearm while using state-authorized medical marijuana and the purchasing of a firearm for, from a federal firearms licensed dealer while having 
a state-issued medical marijuana card, I believe, are 200% different issues. It's like uh, a federal concealed weapons permit and state reciprocity. They look like they're the same thing, but they're not the same thing. Correct. Correct. The, and this is, again, this is the Department of Health's advisory to applicants or people that already hold a marijuana card in uh, medical marijuana card in Arkansas. And I don't recall, I don't think marijuana, marijuana, excuse me, I don't think Arkansas is one of those uh, recreational use states. I believe it's one of those, you know, medical, you've got, uh, you know, the cancer, the glaucoma or something like that, and it's uh, it, it's for you it. You get the seizure disorder. It, exactly, exactly. Uh, you, uh, the Charlotte's Web disease for the children. Under the application process, when you file uh, your, your paperwork with the with the federal government, which is what it is when you go to a federal firearms license dealer, an FFL, your regular gun store, you have to fill out the, the, the question that says, are you an unlawful user or addicted to marijuana or any depressants, stimulant, narcotic drug, or any other controlled substance? Now, there's a... Kevin, what would we call this? An opinion statement that's on here? Their belief? Nothing that's... Uh, nothing that's there's no case law on this statement, on this warning. There, there is... Nothing, and I quite candidly don't believe that the ATF has the right to tell me what I think about what I am. Right. Uh, it is it is your opinion, and we've had a lengthy conversation about whether everyone who isn't an American Indian is an illegal immigrant into this country pursuant to that form. Uh, the question asks if you are an illegal user of marijuana. If you have a state license to use the marijuana... My opinion at this particular juncture is that you're not an illegal user because you're answering in accordance with the legislation that you've requested, the licensure you've been granted. Now, let me let me let me say what's on the form, the warning that's on the form here. And this is again, remember, this is a federal form. This is an ATF 4473, a federal form. It says warning the use or possession of marijuana remains unlawful under federal law regardless of whether it has been legalized or decriminalized for medicinal or recreational purposes in the state where you reside. Now, my position would be reading that form and, and, and understanding that the states are issuing licenses or just deregulating and not requiring a license whatsoever on marijuana, that if you were filling out some sort of a state form, a state benefit form, you could say, I'm not illegal because I've got a state license. I'm filling out my state I don't know, um, uh, unemployment benefits card. I, I have no, my state, uh, uh, you know, uh, user agreement for cable. I, I have no idea what the local government, you know, your local, uh, you know, or city or county uh, commission there. But this is a federal form. So my belief, and this is the, this is where Kevin and I are having the disagreement, and I think the, it's it's most important to reiterate to you to be careful because there there is no case law on this yet. There isn't. And the... I will tell you that it has been a very, very long time since a federal agent arrested someone for use of marijuana or for having marijuana card that said they could purchase marijuana. The, the federal government guys aren't coming in and arresting you for having that. Now, that's not to say they don't seize your bank accounts. Ask anybody who lives in Denver right. and is in the cannabis trade. Right. That they seize their bank accounts all the time. It's referred to as Operation Choke Point. Oh yeah. Um, yep. But the problem I think we run into is uh, a bit more complex than that. Yeah, and it it, it is. And um, again, I think the only caution I would have is just that: use caution. Use caution. Be prepared to 
you know, have a debate, have, have the federal government maybe say, well, you're the test case. Well, you know what? There's another thing you could do. If you think there's something you're going to want and you're going to get a miracle mar- mar- medical marijuana card, go on a shopping spree. <laughs> Before yeah, you yeah, get your card, just buy up yeah, everything yeah. you want. Go ahead and load up on ammo, and then you'll be good until you don't need it anymore because they've cured whatever it is you have. Folks, stick around. We got we got more show coming up for you after the after the long break. Uh, until then, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready, and if you are ready, stay ready. Remember, keep your head on a swivel. the word bullpup. Maybe you'll be impressed with 11 innovations, like our patented downward shell ejection. But in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance, it'll make you a believer. The Caltech RDB, the bullpup done right. Innovation, performance, Caltech. See more at KeltechWeapons.com. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. Make your tactical rifle tactical and accessorize it with the latest gear from GunTech USA. Family owned and operated, GunTech USA manufactures tactical accessories for AR-15 and AR-308 platform style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality accessories for American shooting sports' favorite rifles. Choose GunTech USA for pistol grips, flash hiders, tactical scope mounts, slings, compensators, iron sights, and more. Keep your AR rifle cool under fire with GunTech USA's new free-floating handguards. To locate a dealer near you or to check out their vast selection of parts, accessories, and gun tech swag. Visit GUNTECUSA.com. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or have it done, make your tactical rifle tactical. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech USA, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment, the National Rifle Association, and the Wounded Warrior Project. Online at GUNTECUSA.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for 27 years and counting. Hey everybody, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. This is Kevin with Arms Room Radio. Need a lawyer? Need a gun? Need some legal advice? This is Earl with Arms Room Radio. You need some knowledge about firearms? Guess where you look. Make sure you check us out this week on Arms Room Radio, or you can check us out anytime at armsroomradio.com. If you miss it, you will never forgive yourself. Well, you might forgive yourself. Tune in to Arms Room Radio every Sunday night from 8 to 10 on News Radio 1025 WFLA. It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios, with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with these guys right now. Call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. 
Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Keltec Studios. We promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Hey, my name is Mike. I am your host, lead guitarist, driver of the Winnebago, uh, co-captain of the debate team. Would we say that? <laughs> and the other co-captain I'll be introducing in just a moment here, because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna continue to have a discussion here that we left you off with last hour. Uh, let me go around the room real quick. On my right, the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Wait a second. I think maybe I'll just shorten it, as Kevin suggested last hour. Let me, please allow me to introduce the stupendous great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. His name is Earl. The stupendous grandson of Daniel Boone. <laughs> yeah. Dr. approve memos, lead a workshop, remember birthdays. Who is not... The co-captain of the debate team. I just sit back and laugh. More of the moderator. I would yeah, say the yeah, moderator yeah, of the uh, debate team. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's yeah. that's eloquently putting yeah. the fight breaker upper. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. But I love the way he does it. He pulls a shotgun and goes, "Behave yourselves." <laughs> <laughs> On my left, the, the legal ninja, the courtroom assassin, the co-captain of the debate team. Uh, please welcome him back, Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, sir. Hey, folks, let me remind you to go to armsroomradio.com. You can check us out, see all about us, take a look at us. But most importantly, you can listen to us live on Saturdays, 3 to 5 p.m. And then, of course, from there, there's links to listen to all of our past shows. You can see where we are on in other markets around the country, uh, you know, sometimes uh, later in the day, later in the week. And, uh, and check us all out there. Hey, we talked to you at the end of the last uh, hour. We were talking to you about the use of medical marijuana and the purchasing of a firearm on the ATF form 4473. This is the background check form. Uh, you know, maybe you don't know the it's number. It's a dealer whether, purchase. Yeah, it's the dealer. You buy a gun from a dealer, whether that's be at the at the dealership itself, or you know, you go to uh, one of the sanctioned gun shows. Because you know what, Kevin, you, you still have to do gun or background checks at, uh, at at gun shows because unlike there's no such th- thing there's, as a gun there's show no lo- loophole. There's no loophole. I, I, that's what they said on the news. Well, they got the well, there's a loophole. But when you go through the loophole, the the ATF uh, pulls down the noose and and, and, and oh, gets it around your neck because okay, you got okay. caught. Because you know, the ones you're buying them from in the loophole purchase is the ATF. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you had said something earlier that there was no case law, and and in fact there is some case law, but it's civil. The ninth uh, court of ninth circuit court of appeals has ruled that denying someone the right to purchase a firearm if they have a medical marijuana card, is constitutional. But what they haven't addressed, because it hasn't really happened, is the ATF does not arrest people for having medical marijuana cards. What they might do is they might arrest you for lying on the form if there you, you say you're there not you an illegal user, right. but then you and I got into a conversation about whether that requires mens rea. Right. And, and that comes to my argument that says if you're an illegal alien in this country, but you don't know it, because you were a wee baby when you came here. What happens all the time? We, we, we see it happen were, all the time. You've, with got, the, a, yeah. you've got a birth certificate. You've right. got a driver's license. You've got a sure. social security card. Yeah. And you go in and you you purchase a firearm from right. a federal firearms licensed dealer. Right. And you said, no, I'm not illegally in this country. Does that make it a criminal act when you made a mistake or, in your opinion, you weren't illegal? Yeah. Th- listen, and that example... It happens all the time. There was a story not and too it long made ago. You crazy about that other question. Oh, it was it was a young woman who, um, she as far as she knew, she was an American citizen born and raised here. She applied for grants for college, 
And they went, they went, no, 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 yeah, we already no. paid for your college. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, luckily, the, you know, the, the government has the ability to step in and have discretion. And they said to her, uh, um, okay, we're going to, you know, you could stay. You know, we're going to grant you a visa card or whatever it was. But uh, the, 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 the point of, of this was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's in my wallet now. It's in my wallet. Young woman's in my wallet right now. The the point of this is there there is the case law, there is the 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 ability to you know try and try and figure this out on purchasing a firearm with uh, a marijuana card. And, and again, that's this gets back to the the, the, the root of the the question here. Uh, is you know? it is it a lie? Are you falsely answering the question if you do not believe you're an illegal user of marijuana? Well, you know, and, and you remember that there's marijuana that is not an intoxicant. It is it is CBCs. It's not THC. So right. it has effects on your body that do not impair your decision making. And I'm not suggesting and, and don't anybody misunderstand me. I'm not suggesting is may have been misinterpreted by others that if you are actively using a high THC derivative for the treatment of some disorder that you have, that you should have in your possession a firearm. Any more than you should be wearing a gun, drinking Canadian Club. Right, right. And again, I, I don't think that, and just to clarify, we're not talking about the ownership or possession of a firearm. It's strictly the, the angle that, I, that I'm trying to uh, get across to everybody is, it's the purchasing of the firearm and filling out the federal application background check form. That's that's the only topic I'm covering here. Whether the you know the righteous use or whatever you think the the use of marijuana, you know what? Not not the opinion I'm covering today. You know what I'm, what I'm trying to cover today is you have a state issued ID card that says I can. There's still a federal law that says you can't, and you fill out the form that says uh, whatever whatever your answer is. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we're working on establishing the hierarchy of state law versus federal law, and in one situation. It's state over federal. In another situation, it could be federal over state. We're just trying to help and figure that, that out. And that's where my co-host and I have this problem is that I am a state rights guy and he's a federalist. See, not only am I a fight breaker upper, I pay a little bit of attention. Right. And, and and listen, this it happens all the time. Kevin said, listen, the ATF doesn't come down and arrest you for illegally using marijuana. That's 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 not what's happening. The uh, an excellent example. Uh, the federal law says 70 miles per hour. I think actually it was bumped it to 75. The federal speed limit is 75 miles per hour. Although in Nevada you have places where you can go 125 miles an hour because the federal government's threat is we're going to take away your road money. And, and, and Nevada has said, we got gambling money. We don't need your road money. So we're going to make it 125 in the desert. The feds have never come down and charged anybody with speeding for going that fast. Could they try, try running that through a sure, through a, but you know national forest and see what happens? Right, right, exactly. So, and I think Kevin made made the point here. It's not that the feds are going to come down and charge you with illegally using marijuana. They're going to come down and charge you with uh, either falsification of a document or perjuring yourself, whatever level they want to go to. That's what you need to be aware of. And, and that's all I'm saying is, folks, and, be aware when you fill this form out. And and keep in mind, there may be a circumstance where you brought their attention to you for something. They don't just go in and look to the forms and go, let's compare this to the list of medical yeah. marijuana yeah. users. Yeah. They, If they came knocking on your door, yeah. you probably did something to bring them there. 
Yeah. And hey, that's going to be the least of your yeah. problems is the fact that you get a medical marijuana card and you purchased, you, you filled out a form. That's exactly it. And that's and that's what happens is, well, we got nothing on this guy. Wait, wait, boss. I found the federal application form that he lied on. Boom. And that's what you end up with. Hey, stick around. We got uh, we got more program coming up for you. We're coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. The Keltec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. It's the off. Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special 
or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. We're coming to you live from the Keltec Studios. And this is the Hometown Heroes Alliance segment of the program. Yeah, you heard me right. The Hometown Heroes Alliance segment of the program. It's a new segment we have here on the program for you. And we actually have the is it CEO. What do we call it? We call Founder. it the, the founder CEO of Hometown Heroes Alliance, uh, Mr. Jeff Brown. Jeff is... Uh, had this program going on for a couple of years. He's going to get into us. You've heard us talk about them before here as Mission Blue, but they've kind of uh, reflagged, I guess I would say, Jeff. Or yeah, we got into a conflict with names from another organization, and it was just much easier for us to um, align ourselves more with the Hometown Heroes Alliance than it was to uh, continue on with the Mission Blue. So, so tell us about it. And again, folks, this this used to be Mission Blue, uh, Mission Blue Inc. We used to do some work with them when we were doing the machine gun shoots. You've heard us talk about them on here before. Jeff's been on the program before, but now again, they're going to be a segment sponsor and they are, uh, they've again, reflagged and new names. So we're trying to get that all out there. And so Jeff, t- tell us about the organization. Well, thanks. Yeah, we, uh, we appreciate all the support we've gotten from you guys. It's a great organization. And, and basically what we're designed to do is we lend assistance to law enforcement officers and other first responders, firefighters, EMTs who have been injured in the line of duty. We provide um, fully paid vacations, cruises, um, all kinds of outdoor adventures for them and their families to kind of let them know that the community and and other first responders are behind them and and, want to show their appreciation to them. And the other thing is that so many of them that people don't realize that when somebody's injured in a line of work in law enforcement and in uh, fire service, what happens to them is they get medically retired. Right. And our medical retirement, um, one case, for instance, about six years ago in, in the Orlando area, a fireman was injured, lost his left arm, and they medically retired him with 41% of his salary. Yeah. Now, what are you going to do? Where are you going to work? So it became a financial burden for him, and there are organizations like ours out there that are trying to help these guys and get them back into, into service and let them know that, hey, the world's not over because you've been injured. Let me, let me before we get too much further into it, Kevin, he, he said – Retired with 41%. Is that a union kind of contract thing they do that, or is that something negotiated, you know, of? Or? It, it may have been the work comp settlement of some sort because if you are if you lose a limb in the line of, of duty, you will get – it's a worker's compensation claim. But in addition to that, you can apply for line of duty retirement. And line of duty retirement is based on a percentage of your impairment. And unfortunately, losing a limb – based on the impairment guidelines, 
isn't that severe a thing to have happen? Right. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's not. Um, uh, clearly, there are guys in the United States Army that are still serving active duty right. and they only have yeah, one limb. Yeah, that's true. Or, or they're missing a limb. Um, they don't really let pilots do that. You lose an eye as a pilot, they, they pretty much make you stop flying a plane. But <laughs> I, I'm pretty uh, sure it's something they're not going to let a yeah. fireman do either. You know, and that's well, it's hard, to, be a, yeah, it's hard yeah. to carry a ladder and use a hose when you only have one arm. Right, right. Uh, but, again, it depends on what it is you're going to do. I'm a little surprised that that didn't become an administrative position that they could have found for him. But, you know, that there's a lot of politics that goes yeah, into, go. into workers' that, In that particular well. case, it, w- it came down to politics. Yeah. But the, the fact remains... He yeah. ended up with 41% of Correct. the salary yeah, he was making. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it, things have changed here. A lot of things have changed recently in the state of Florida. Now, if you are medically retired out because of an injury, um, you don't pay property taxes in the state of Florida anymore. So nice. thanks to a lot of the organizations that are out there, these things are starting to change and starting to change for the better. You know, you have to realize that in the first six months of 2017, 160 police officers have been shot, 27 yeah. have been killed. Right. You know, that's that doesn't make the news. and you know, you got to think there's 27 families out there, and a lot of these guys had wife and wives and children. So it's, uh, you know, that the bread and butter is gone. I mean, they would get a nice little settlement, but that settlement doesn't last for the rest of their lives. Yeah, a, a work know. comp for a death case, when I last did work comp, was $150,000 maximum benefit. That's yeah. yeah. Listen, depending on the that's, job, you know, two, two, three years max for a regular paying job. You know, yeah. you think about the salary most of these guys make. They can't afford to go out and get a million dollar life insurance policy. So, yeah. you know, what we like people to think about is every morning when you get up to go to work, look back at your house. Imagine you're the guy or you're the gal that's going to work that day, and you look at that house and go, "Am I coming back today? Is yeah. today the day? And if I don't, what's my wife and kids in there sleeping going to have to?" left for me you know what what's going to happen to them so that's what we do is we're, we're completely funded by donations um and we use 100 percent. we're very proud of the fact that we have no paid staff everybody on our staff is a volunteer 100 percent of all of our donations goes to our guys so it's a you know that's an unusual thing nowadays that's that's it's quite a feat it's quite a feat uh that's for sure what what uh what ways can the, can the public help? Everybody that's listening to the program, obviously, we, we know we've got, uh, you know, red-blooded Americans that are, that are supporting the program and supporting law enforcement, supporting military. What can they do to reach out to Hometown Heroes Alliance and help? Well, you can go right to our website, which is hometownheroesalliance.org. There's a donation button on there, and you can hit that donation button. That's one of the ways you can financially help us. Um, the other way is go to your local law enforcement. You know, if you've got guys in your area, you know you've seen them in the news. See what you can do to help those guys, you know, cut their grass for them once in a while. There's all kinds of things you can do. It doesn't have to be just financial. Right. We live off the financial end because that's that's what we do. And, and our guys, we take them on all kinds of excursions across the country. So, you know, it's expensive, but it's a, it's a labor of love for us, something we've been dedicated for a long time. You know, having done both jobs with military and law enforcement, I've seen where when there's a – you know, a, a loss or a retirement due to what's going on at work. The military seems to, I don't know how to say it, the camaraderie stays. You know, the, the guys leave, but there's there's a there's a national support chain throughout military bases and organizations. And, you know, if you're, if you're in the Army and a base in Georgia, it's the same Army that you're in a base in, you know, California. In. But in law enforcement, once you leave that area where that agency is, it's almost as if you're forgotten. And I think that's a big thing where you guys are trying to pick that up. 
What's so your, so yeah. that, that individual that's no longer with the department or with the agency becomes the, the forgotten person. Well, what we're finding out is and every one of these guys has basically told us the same thing. After the one-year mark, they don't get the phone calls anymore. Yeah. The buddies don't come by the house. One of the reasons for that is we've been able to identify is the fact that you keep going by your buddy's house and seeing what's happened to him. Right. It, it's in the back of your brain every day when you go to work. There's a lot of psychology you know, that goes there's, into there's the a fact lot to that it. the guys that survived it that didn't end up with an injury can't really send a look at the one right. that, that took it in the chest or lost the limb or lost an eye. Or, yeah. Well, that's the difference on the military the side. Life in a wheelchair. A difference on the military side. No matter where I moved to or where you moved to, if you're retired medically uh, or your family, you know, you've, you've, you were killed in action and, you're, and, you're, and, you're, and your family still has the benefits, you, you take that ID card, you go on post, you go to the exchange, you use all the facilities, you're around the military personnel. Hey, sir, how's it going? It's still all there. That's not there in the public service world outside of the military. It's not there in police and fire. There's no, I can't go to the uh, the cop and fireman PX and uh, and see my old buddies or you know see people yeah. on post anymore. That's exactly right. But it's changing. It's yeah. slowly changing with the FOPs, the PBAs, and and organizations like ours that are reaching out there and letting these guys know that hey, it's not over, man. We're here. We're going to be here for the rest of your life, for your kids' life. We're in process of. Um, filming some of the new shows and right. stuff that we do for Cop Out Adventures, which will this I th- probably be a web-based show this time. But we're able to establish scholarships and stuff for the kids, and, and uh, there's a lot of organizations working hard to do that. we got just over a minute left, Jeff. T- tell us, you said TV shows. Tell us, show us quickly about uh, what, what you've got in development. Well, basically, we have a, a web show coming up, which will be Cop Out Adventures, as well as a television show that we're still seeking sponsors for, which will be Cop Out Adventures. And right. then the big one that we're working on, or some of the Discovery Networks is called America's Hometown Heroes. Right. And it will be stories about these first responders. But those are in development. We're still working on them. You know, we've secured a lot of sponsorship already. We're almost over the hump to get that yeah. done. But it's a, it's a hard project for a bunch of cops that, you know, don't know marketing things. And right. It's not those skills. So any big companies that are out there, feel free to jump on board and call us. Yeah, it's, again, go to hometownheroesalliance.org. If you've got the old, uh, you know, if you've got it bookmarked, the old Mission Blue Ink, it still, I think still it, goes there. Yeah, yep. it forwards you back, it forwards yeah. you to the new one, but it's hometownheroesalliance.org. Uh, you listen, folks, you hear what it's for. And, and I hate to compare it to the military side. It's 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 like a like a like a wounded soldier kind of foundation. But this is for military. Excuse me. This is for law enforcement. This is for fire service. This is for you know the the your paramedics. You know everybody right. that uh, that is out there in public service. This this helps them and this uh, brings it back. This is this is and this is coming from people that do the job trying to bring it back also. Yeah, the one thing we want this. everybody to remember when you go to bed tonight, and you lock your doors. Remember who's sitting outside your doors, making sure that you guys sleep safe at night. Uh, Jeff, thank you for joining us. We'll continue to have you back on the program, folks. You're going to hear us talk about it here all the time. Uh, they're, they're now a segment sponsor, so we'll be bringing them back to you. HometownHeroesAlliance.org. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech studios. We'll see you after the break. Make your tactical rifle tactical and accessorize it with the latest gear from GunTech USA. Family owned and operated, GunTech USA manufactures tactical accessories for AR 15 and AR 308 platform style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality accessories for American shooting sports' favorite rifles. Choose GunTech USA for pistol grips, flash hiders, tactical scope mounts, slings, compensators, iron sights, and more. Keep your AR rifle cool under fire with GunTech USA's new free floating handguards. To locate a dealer near you or to 
to check out their vast selection of parts, accessories, and gun tech swag. Visit GUNTECUSA.com. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or have it done, make your tactical rifle tactical. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech USA, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment, the National Rifle Association, and the Wounded Warrior Project. Online at GUNTECUSA.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for 27 years and counting. Hey everybody, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. This is Kevin with Arms Room Radio. Need a lawyer? Need a gun? Need some legal advice? This is Earl with Arms Room Radio. You need some knowledge about firearms? Guess where you look. Make sure you check us out this week on Arms Room Radio, or you can check us out anytime at armsroomradio.com. If you miss it, you will never forgive yourself. Well, you might forgive yourself. Tune in to Arms Room Radio every Sunday night from 8 to 10 on News Radio 1025 WFLA. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. The Fallen Hero segment of Arms Room Radio. Is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Corporal Clovis Wayne Searcy, Jr., Deputy Sheriff, Wochita Parish Sheriff's Office of West Monroe, Louisiana, died on March 6, 2010, as a result of gunshots received in the line of duty two days earlier. Deputy Searcy, 33, known as J.R., was an eight-year veteran of the Sheriff's Office. He was shot by a felony suspect during his attempted apprehension. Deputy Searcy's partner then opened fire, killing the suspect. Deputy Searcy was an Air Force veteran, having served four years as an Air Force security police officer. After leaving the Air Force, Deputy Searcy joined the Wachita Parish Sheriff's Office to continue his career in law enforcement. He is survived by his wife and two children. Corporal Clovis Wayne J.R. Searcy, Jr., you are not forgotten. If you have any legal issue or legal question that I may be able to help you with, please feel free to give me a call at 407-480-2179. You can reach me on my cell at 407-467-4960 and at any time at maxhorlando.com. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you again for sponsoring Fallen Hero. Folks, if you have uh, anyone you know, anyone, uh, you know, relative, friend, somebody seen the movie, read in a book, doesn't, doesn't matter where you found it, you'd like to hear them be talked about for Fallen Hero, please go ahead and, uh, and uh, you know, reach out to us, armsroomradio.com, and uh, it'd be an honor to uh, do this segment on them. Hey, joining us on the program this afternoon, as he does every week, it's uh, Major Bill. Major Bill is the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Uh, welcome back to the program, Major. Ground control to Major Bill. Ground control to Major Bill. Hey, guys. How's everybody doing today? Doing good. We're all doing, we're all doing wonderful. How's things going down there in the, in the world of law enforcement for you? 
Well, you know, things are busy as always. It's it's the summer months. Uh, like us down here and, and elsewhere across the country, we're dealing with a lot of the opportune crimes, vehicle burglaries that are still going on, no matter how much education we get out there. People are still leaving stuff in plain view, still leaving cars unlocked, and we're having to deal with the aftermath of it. So people, please, please, please lock your cars, take your stuff with you, at least hide it somewhere. You know, you, you're just creating crimes of opportunity out there. Help us help you. Um, well, you've got a story prepared for us uh, that you wanted to talk to us about. I believe it's out of New York. Yes, yes. Uh, if you remember when I called you up, I was flaming mad about this yeah. uh, because of the headline. And this is what the mainstream media does is they put a headline out there to suck you in. And it really has absolutely nothing to do with the validity of the story. And if we jump on Google Earth and we're going to head back up to uh, New York City, uh, to the uh, East Flatbush, I believe. And the title of this is Cop Who Killed Bipolar Man wasn't trained to hand, handle mentally ill. So you're thinking, oh my gosh, this is this is horrendous. Uh, and with all the training that we are receiving in law enforcement to uh, deal with mentally ill, uh, it, this is one of those push-button uh, issues that we have. Well, the call comes in on 911 in reference to uh, a, a mother is having a, a, an issue with her son and that's pretty much uh, uh, what we get. Yeah, that's all they got. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mother with with, yeah. with son, uh, the agitated son. Yes. Uh, officers respond. They they go to the uh, fifth floor of this apartment complex. Several officers go there, and the mother uh, throws up in the door, starts screaming. She shouts, uh, "He's in the back! He's in the back! Yeah, he's back here! He's yeah. back here!" And the, the officers go back there. She made no mention now that the son is armed with a ten-inch bakery knife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. The son comes out uh, armed with this knife, and they're in the living room. They're in a small apartment. You know, there's four officers, uh, and he starts charging them. Yeah. Well, the story then goes to mention that one of the officers who is trained in CIT, which is crisis intervention, uh, draws his taser, taser and fires on him, and the, the prongs strike him in the chest and the arm. And if you know anything about the, the tasers and how they work, is they have to get a good spread, two large muscle groups for them to be effective. Right. Well, this isn't effective. He keeps going. He knocks the taser out of the officer's hand and then pushes that officer to the ground. Now, he's now standing over this officer with a 10-inch knife. Right. In a room about 10 foot by 10 foot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we're, in a, we're in a living room of... Yeah. of a New York apartment, yeah. which, what, $5,000 will get you, yeah. what, an efficiency? That's right, if uh, you're lucky. So, so this officer, who is, when we go into situations like that, somebody is uh, uh, less than lethal, somebody is lethal, uh, he draws his weapon, five rounds, center mass to the target available, and shoots and kills the subject who's armed with a knife, protecting his partner's life. And, of course, you know, people are, are in an uproar. Well, he was mentally ill. Why couldn't they have, I don't know, shot him in the arm? Right, Why didn't they right. use their, their crisis intervention techniques to uh, to talk him down? Why didn't they use uh, the force, you know? Yes, yes. You know, they, 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 could have, they could have shot pleasant rainbows at him yeah, exactly. uh, and, and calmed him down. Yeah. You know, it's so easy to Monday morning quarterback these things when the officers have milliseconds to make a decision. If you think about what happens, mom runs back there, she opens up the door, he's in here, he's in here. The four officers are making their way into the living room. He jumps out armed with a 10-inch a knife. Yeah. Now imagine, you take a ruler, 
all right, cut two inches off. That's the length of the blade itself, not the handle, right. just the blade. Right. He then charges the, these four officers. One tries to engage him with a taser. Okay, that's not really the training that we do, but okay, that's what he did. That's not effective. He knocks the, the taser out of the officer's hand, knocks him to the ground. He's now standing over him with a knife. Yeah. What are we supposed to do? Again, like okay. you said, shoot rainbows at him. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's a deadly force situation. Yeah. The officer engages him five rounds, center mass till the threat is stopped. Yeah. It wasn't. It, it's not like everybody unloaded on him. Right. It's not like they emptied magazine. You know, three magazines each into him. Five rounds. Right. Uh, he goes down. The threat is stopped. Unfortunately, he's dead. Now, what they put at the bottom of this article is that well, this officer is the only one out of the three who hasn't received any CIT training. Yeah, well, this this boss there on the scene. I think it was uh, what Chief of Patrol uh, Monahan uh, was his name. He yes. He comes out and says, "Listen." Uh, we're here. We're evaluating the scene. Uh, you know, the, the bad guy has been shot. He was mentally disturbed. And the officer that shot him is the only one here that didn't have crisis intervention uh, training. What? Right. What is this guy doing? <laughs> well, and then they say that, well, this is his second shooting he's had on a mentally ill person. Yeah. Okay, well, if that's such a problem, why haven't you given him the CIT training? Yeah, and listen, the, if that's such they, an issue. they make it sound like the guy got no training whatsoever. This, You know, this guy's gone through, you know, NYPD Academy. He's been on for a couple of years now. He's had... All the legally required, all the, yes, all the training, all the mental training. Now, he may have not gotten this additional training that came out later on, but for him, to, this boss to come out and say that, yeah, this, this, is, definitely not one of the, this is definitely not one of the officer's now, friends, you know? Of course, but now what they bury at the bottom of the story is that when it is put out there that you have an emotionally disturbed person or an EDP, as they, they put out up there, is that the NYPD's emo, uh, emergency services unit would respond because they are specifically trained to handle those. Right. And guess what? That was never told to 911. Right. That he had any type of mental disability. Right. right. So where, where's the connection here of this officer not having any CIT training, that this person had a mental disability, and that the officers knew or should have known going into that situation? So, again, this irresponsible headline of an officer-involved shooting, which is clearly a good shooting, right? It, it just, it's just nothing but inflammatory. Yeah. And it, it continues to create the divide between the public and the law, and law enforcement up there in New York. Yeah. Lib- Liberal-controlled media. Liberal-controlled media. It, exactly. And it's just it, – it, it continues to disturb me. Yeah. And I think it was, what, 1130, almost midnight yeah. when I saw the story and I called you. And I think you had to conduct some CIT training yeah. to talk yeah. me off the yeah. ledge because yeah. I was just flaming mad. Yeah. You know, I read the story and I thought, uh, you know, maybe just from looking at the topic, I was like, oh, man, how did this guy slip through the cracks? I'm like, well, he didn't. This is just – like no, you said, this didn't. is liberal reporting, yeah. And, if yeah, this, it, and again, if this is such a problem yeah. after his first shooting in, Oct- in October of 2016 right. – why are we almost a year later he hasn't received this training? Yeah, yeah. Because it's not an issue. Exactly That's right. why. Exactly right. All right. Well, uh, Major, we appreciate you joining us on the program. And uh, we will listen, folks. So just like the Major said, don't believe the media. You know, this is liberal garbage and crap. Cops are doing a good job putting their life on the line all day long. This is another cop who almost got killed because he went to the taser, you know, and this officer, you know, saved his life. So, and uh, that's that's what we that's the kind of thing we want to see. In fact, uh, Major, if you'll please, please, please stay safe out there. Absolutely. And again, to all my brothers and sisters in blue, remember, wear your vest, wear your seatbelt, check your six, and always go home at the end of your shift. You listen to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. The guys will see you right after the break.
This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. You know, last segment. It just it just pops up every time, and uh, you know I wish I had three more segments, four more segments this show. We 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 cut ourselves short on a couple. I think we got important points out to everybody. I mean, didn't we? I think we got all the important points out. Yeah. And uh, and and you know sometimes we just wish we could keep going. Wish wish we keep going. And in this topic, we actually held over from last week. It was something we didn't want to spend 
a short amount of time on. We want to spend a full segment on it. So uh, we wanted to talk to you about this. This is the TSA. And I know I've talked about the Transportation Security Administration a couple of different times here on the program. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 sorry, I, I, couldn't hold yeah. it in. Did you? I don't know if you could. I don't know if you could see it, folks, when I said it. But I gave the air yeah, quotes around the security. Quotes, yeah. yeah, but he did it with his index finger and his little finger, so I think it's rock and roll air quotes. It's it's rock and roll <laughs> airport security. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, in uh, is an increase in firearms found at checkpoints has TSA taking aim at uninformed flyers. And, you know, that just says to me, and there's a whole bunch of numbers on here uh, of how many firearms were discovered. Listen, folks, if you're going to the airport and you're deciding at the very last moment, hey, I'm going to take a flight to wherever. I'm going to take this bag I have in my car. Boise, Idaho. There you go. I'm going to take this bag with me I have in my car. And before I get on the plane, I'm just going to block out of my mind that I own a firearm that I may have extra magazines. There might be spare ammunition somewhere in my life. I'm just going to block all that out <laughs> and decide to say, wow, with this last-minute flight and I'm so busy, I'm going to not even check to see if there's any prohibited items in here, none whatsoever, including yeah, a firearm. Yeah, that'll work out good. Because, listen, do you forget sometimes maybe it's in your briefcase, you know, you're coming from work, Kevin, you're preparing for court. Maybe you got a, a scissor in there because you got some... You know, you're going to cut something out on, you know, as, as part of a, a court demonstration. I'm looks, I'm going to cut this paper in half to show you, you know, how much the, the wife should get and how much the husband should get. Just whatever prop you may have. Do you forget guns in your bag? I mean, have you ever, ever once said, oh, darn, I'm glad I looked in there because there's a cult in there. Going to the airport? Correct, the airport. Not to the airport. Yeah, because you're hyper vigilant when it comes there. Because you don't want to be the guy on TV that, that is... Uh, Daytona Beach police chief, you know, detained at airport because he has gun in bag and forgot it was there. Oops. Yeah, you don't want to be that guy. I've, I've taken charged high-energy firing units that set <laughs> off the intercontinental ballistic missiles oh. ordinance onto an aircraft. And, brag, brag, And brag. they just said, what is this? And I said, it's a charged high-energy firing unit for setting off flight safety ordinance <laughs> and intercontinental ballistic missile. And they went, okay. Yeah. But is it a gun? No, it's not a gun. Is it, it over three ounces of fluid? No, it, it's a lot more than three ounces of explosives, though, and they didn't care. They didn't They didn't care. They didn't care. It's yeah. a, I have, unfortunately, walked up to the courthouse and not taken my holster off. That That's happened. Because, yeah. you know, like Maverick says, they never look up the same sleeve for two guns, and I, I tend to carry that technique, and I, I would, oh, man, I forgot the second one. I have to go back and, yeah. <laughs> or, or the deputy will go, uh, Kevin, just give it here. Just give it here. Unload it and hand it to me. All right, I'm keeping the ammo. <laughs> what is it? No, just come back and get it yeah, later. Stupid tax. Yeah, stupid tax. I'm keeping <laughs> ammo. Stupid tax. Keeping ammo. <laughs> the uh, the the TSA. Mm, what do I say about the TSA? I have intimate knowledge, working knowledge of the TSA, from the industry side and uh, also more recently from the user side. I've uh, I've been to the airport several times here recently. We do a lot of flying. Uh, a lot of traveling with the show when we do uh, we do appearances, we do some speaking. We, we have critiqued some TSA supervisors about the oh, way they're yes. handling personnel and the way they're moving people through choke points and suggested that a grenade attack from that particular vantage point might be very effective and maybe they need to move us out of here. Yeah, and it, it's been some of the, you know, oh, my God, do you see what they're doing? No, no, Kevin, we only got 20 minutes till the flight. Oh, okay, <laughs> never mind. And then there have been other times where like, we're like three hours early. Oh, yeah, let's, 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 just, let's, let's, let's go just, at it. Yeah. Let's just poke the bear. Yeah. Let's teach these guys to, yeah. to look, I'm going to show you physical security because yeah. you're going to want some. You're yeah, going to want yeah. some. I'm not kidding. I mean, I, I've been in the 
Physical Ma- security business. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the major airports in Dundee, I would like to speak to the assistant federal director for law enforcement for this airline or for this airport right now. Right. <laughs> I used to use that line, but I used it differently. I want to thank the highest ranking official currently on site. And that usually had the same effect. And yeah. who do you think you are? Yeah, I'm the guy that's going to send you home without pay. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I, You know, listen, it, it, it seems that, and we all understand this, security, uh, your posture, everything gets more laid back the further you get from the last incident, the last disaster, the we, last we are, accident. We, the as last... you and I have discussed, we are always training and preparing for the last thing that happened, yeah. not the next thing that happens. Correct, correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, Earl, you've had... Uh, Personal experience with, uh, how should I say it, Israeli-style airports? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, in fact, I believe I um, I still you didn't have to have flying. a medical exam for many years after that. No, no, I did Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you, know you know what they say? Mossad don't play. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they like honey badgers. They don't, they don't, mm, uh, no. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I, the, the TSA at the security at the airport, any listen, I understand, overworked. And it's, uh, there was an old saying in the, physical security, the active security, threat assessment, risk assessment business. And it was when you, once you would bring something to somebody's attention and recommend a streamlined procedure, a, uh, you know, something that may be done better, a helpful hint, the excuse was always, uh, well, you have to understand uh, the, the way this works here. And, and, and you default and go, oh, I get it. That it's, it's not about the money. It's about the money. No, no, no. Yeah, go ahead. You can yeah, try and yeah, you can yeah. try and argue yourselves out of this. Well, we don't have to. time. Uh-huh. We can't afford well, that. And that's what it comes to uh-huh. with the airport. Is uh, do you, do you really think that you'd have uh, people fighting on an airline video if they already hadn't have been rushed and been uh, hassled through the security uh, you know procedure? And and after they get through it, they're like, uh, you know. I, what, what what happened? <laughs> I came all the way through there. I got hassled. I got told to take my shoes off. I, it, by and far, the most humorous I ever saw was when you challenged the two TSA agents as to what they were here for, and they said to protect the airplanes. Oh, and you, you, I've never heard any, I, it was like a foghorn. <laughs> no, you're here to protect me. Yeah, yeah that's just, they, 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 they don't have any idea of what they are. And I guess if you don't understand the commander's intent, if you don't understand your mission statement, then you, you go home. You know, listen, you could make an unemployment check by not coming here at all. Right. <laughs> Just... Or pull over in the rain and choke yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. Um, not that I'm angry, but... Just saying. We've seen it. And in fact, this past weekend, uh, or not past weekend, past week, two weeks, did some traveling and travel with a firearm because that's how we travel, travel with a firearm. And uh, again, another procedure, a different procedure than the one we saw last time, which was different than the procedure I'll see the next time. It was... Uh, I listen. I'm traveling. There's a. I'd like to declare a firearm in my bag. Okay. Uh, thanks. Yeah. I, yeah. That was the. What? That was the last time. Yeah. We went to, hey, thanks, and they just threw it on the conveyor. And hey, then when hey. I got to the other destination, guess what was laying for me there on the, uh, yeah, on the carousel? No, they were just rolling around like regular mm-hmm. luggage. And I'm, I wanted. To, I wanted to be mad. I wanted to be mad. And I thought, well, you know what? They did not draw attention to my bag. They did not make yeah. my bag a, tar- a bag a target to be stolen. They did not, uh, you know, zip tie it closed so I couldn't get to it in the case I needed or, to get to it Or put a big money sticker on the right. side of it. Yeah, there was no weird markings to set it apart from anybody else. But then again, on the, on the front side, they didn't bother to see what it was. They just took my word that, oh, there was a gun. Listen, there could have been, uh, you know, any number of things in there that I probably shouldn't have had on an airplane, and they didn't they didn't check. So uh, it's just, uh, it's weak. And, and, and the point I want to try to make to everybody there is 
just because the TSA says they're to pro- there to protect you, don't let your guard down. Continue to be hypervigilant. Continue to see something, say something, or see something, compute, find out and determine if something's wrong, and then let someone know. Don't don't trust these people. You wouldn't you wouldn't go home at night, leave your doors unlocked with big bags of cash on the on the doorstep because the, the cops are only eight minutes away. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Uh, folks, uh, thank you for joining us again this week. We've had another uh, another uh, fabulous time with you. Uh, we've got uh, we've got more stuff uh, coming up for you next week. Uh, you know, listen, go 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 on the Facebook, check out the videos we've been talking about. It's armsroomradio.com. No, I'm sorry, it's armsroomradios. No, it's not it. Facebook.com/slash/armsroomradio. There we go, Earl. It's late in the day, and listen, we've been drinking. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> yeah, but it's like Bally and antioxidant coconut water i mean it's not supposed to make you loopy <laughs> you you've been listening to arms room radio we've been coming to you live from the caltech studios please 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 until we see you next week exercise your second amendment rights responsibly if you aren't ready get ready and if you are ready stay ready remember keep your head on a swivel don't be caught dead in a gun-free zone we'll see you next week Tech PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off.